It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. It's another live episode of Locked On Magic. We'll talk a little bit about the Magic's lineups and rotations so far, what we're seeing in the preseason, and even the Magic's place in the Eastern Conference. Let's get to it. It's another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on Magic. Today is October 8th, 2021. My name is Philip Ross. I am the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr-omd. You'll hear that intro coming up here in just a moment. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, we did another one of our Spotify greenroom slash YouTube live shows. We took viewer questions and concerns as the Orlando Magic hit the midway point of their preseason schedule. Uh, and we talk a little bit about lineups, what to expect when the Magic actually start playing for real, and a little bit about the Magic's place in the Eastern Conference and where they're at in the rebuild. Remember, we are doing these, uh, we're spending uh, something that I'm hoping to expand over the course of the season is this interactivity with you, the viewer. Uh, we have, of course, our YouTube page now, so feel free to subscribe to our YouTube page. We're over 100 subscribers now in just a couple weeks. Love to see that number continue to bump up. Um, so if you're not already subscribed, subscribe on the YouTube channel. We'll be doing these Spotify green rooms. We'll be doing these kind of YouTube live uh, shows fairly regularly. I'm hoping to make them uh, at least a weekly occurrence. Uh, I'm also planning on or hoping to do some pregame shows as well, uh, where we'll talk right before the game, right before the game, and, and potentially even some postgame shows. So be sure to follow me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD, and be sure to follow on YouTube or subscribe on YouTube for us for YouTube exclusive content. For those, for everyone else, thank you very much for making Locked On Magic your first listen every day. No matter, uh, really, no matter where we are in your podcast lineup, we truly appreciate being part of your order now with Magic Season getting ready to tip off in full. We're happy and we're so happy that we are part of your daily routine. Locked On Magic is your team every day. Let's dive into our Spotify green room. Okay, I think it's time to get started. Hello, everyone. It's the day after a Magic preseason loss. How are we feeling? We like what, what's going on. We like what's happening. It's time for another Locked On Magic live room here on Spotify Green Room, as well as on YouTube. If you aren't already following me on YouTube, you can find me there at Locked On Magic. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter as well at R underscore OMD. If you don't know, my name is Philip Rosenreich. I'm the host and site expert over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. I appreciate everyone who is joining me either watching live on YouTube or here 
in Spotify green room. You probably see me if you're watching on YouTube, me holding up my phone. That's so our friends in the green room can hear me. Um, this is our chance to do uh, another sort of mailbag episode, another interaction episode where we talk about the Orlando Magic, obviously coming off a somewhat disappointing loss to the New Orleans Pelicans last night. If you're new to Spotify green room, feel free to drop a speaker request to ask a question, uh, or you can leave a comment in the chat. If you're watching on YouTube live, I am also monitoring the chat there. So I will answer your questions there. As we get started today, though, let's start with the big topic um, for the Orlando Magic is midway through the preseason. What do we make of this team so far? What do we make of the Orlando Magic? Um, I don't think that that is uh, necessary. I don't think that's necessarily a, a clear answer at this point. Um, you know, we've had one game where the Magic looked really, really good and another game where they didn't look so good. Not a lot of consistency between the two teams and even consistency within the rotations that the team is playing. And I think that's actually really, really important as well, um, that we haven't seen this group kind of be the group that they're going to be when the regular season begins. I've been telling everyone, don't take preseason stats too much into account quite yet, um, especially with Jalen Suggs, they're still clearly getting their under them. I kind of think there's also a little bit of trying to hide them a little bit, not get too much tape on them so they can play when the games when the games count and play really, really well. Um, but I, I do think what we've seen from Magic is a willingness to experiment. We've seen Wendell Carter, Mo Bamba, R Robin Lopez, at least two of them on the floor at the same time. We've seen the three-guard lineup with Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, uh, and RJ Hampton. Right now, I don't think Mosley's throwing out lineups that he – he's throwing out lineups he wants to see play, but he's not throwing out necessarily the rotation that we'll see during the regular season. I think that's affected Franz Wagner more than any other player. Um, I think that he's really struggled to find his cutting space and find his place – um, with the team, but uh, find his rhythm, especially. And and the ball just isn't moving consistently quite yet. Certainly Thursday's game just did not move at all. It was really, 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 really frustrating. Um, I want to know what your early thoughts are on the Orlando Magic as we get started. I've got Raf Henry here in the Spotify green room. He comments, it's really early. A lot of things are new and still being worked out, really missing J.I. Fultz and Chima pretty much three starters. And that's absolutely true. Magic are down three starters too. And that's really affected the rotations that the Magic can play. Um, you know, I think... You know, last night especially, Etwan Moore, Moritz Wagner, they're not going to start. I'm not worried about them playing very many minutes. I, you know, I didn't think Moritz Wagner played pretty well. Um, I thought Etwan Moore had better moments last night than he did, or Wednesday night than he did on Monday night. Um, but Etwan Moore definitely looked a little bit uh, shakier than I thought he would be. So, you know, again, we we aren't seeing the full rotation yet. I do think, um, I do think that we'll we'll begin to see that. Um, Chris, uh, on YouTube here, Christian Adamus, Adamus, I don't know if that's pronounced correctly. Um, sorry about that. Um, I'm not, I'm, I'm not worried about Franz, but how about you? Um, I, I'm not worried about Franz yet. Um, I think that, I think what Franz Wagner really needs is stability. And I'll honestly say the same thing about Jalen Suggs. Um, I think lineup stability is really going to help a lot of these players and really help them. Uh, play better and, and be in in better spots. I mean, this isn't Terrence Ross or Gary Harris. You know what, what pockets to find their their play in. Um, Franz Wagner doesn't know how to do that yet, um, and so I do think that you know Wagner a the ball isn't whipping around the perimeter, so he's not getting the spot up looks that you want to see him get. And 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 so yes, I th I think the shot struggles are. I don't think they're concerning quite yet. Um, I do think Wagner is doing some other really good things. I think defensively he's been pretty decent. Um, I think his positioning is pretty is pretty good. Uh, and I think that he is generally in the right spots offensively. The ball just isn't working his its way to him. It isn't getting to him in spots where he can score. And so that's what I'm really talking about with these lineups right now is I don't think they're really set up for these guys necessarily to succeed. 
Um, you know, like the lineup last night was more to see, I think, Cole and Mo work together uh, more than anything else. Um, you know, we saw the lineup with Wendell Carter in, in with Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter in with Robin Lopez. That's more to see Wendell Carter at the fourth. So when the Magic do these weird lineups in, in preseason especially, um, I think it's to look at specific things. So again, I'm not so worried about the score. You know, look, am I frustrated that the Magic didn't, you know, pull that win out in the fourth quarter? Sure, but it's hard to kind of flip that switch. And, and again, it's not that these guys aren't trying to win. They aren't trying to play well. Um, I think what we're seeing is the Magic are in weird spots um, or, or they're putting their players in sort of weird spots. And so, you know, I, I don't think Franz Wagner has been a focus. Now, granted, I, I, would, I would like to see this. I would like to see a game. I would like to see a situation for Jalen Suggs to be um, to be a, a, a more of a focus offensively. Um, I think that he's, you know, I think Jalen Suggs is wired to be a teammate first. Um, and so I think that's part of his struggle so far is that he's trying to be a teammate. Um, before he get gets the ball to anyone else, um, his it, 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 I think a lot of this season is going to be Jalen Suggs figuring out when to attack, when to pull back. Uh, you know, you know, kind of figuring out wh- where his spots are with this team. Um, but I, I don't think that we've I don't think that we've we've seen the rookies really unleashed yet. And I, I do hope we get to see that at some point in the preseason. I do hope that is part of. Jamal Mosley's plan. Um, Suggs, again, I think Suggs is doing some really good things, especially on the defensive end, which I, I did not expect. Um, Roth Henry, going further on the rookie, says, Franz and Suggs need time for things to slow down. It's early. Good thing is they are showing effort and energy, and that, that is something I completely agree with. Um, I do think that Suggs, Suggs especially has been really good defensively. He's much better defensively than I thought he was. Um, you know, I think his some of his struggles are he's struggling to beat guys off the dribble, um, Magic aren't running a ton of pick and roll stuff, pick and roll actions quite yet with him. Um, I do think that's something that he's going to have to get into, and something that he's going to have to be a little bit better at. Um, so I do think that that is that that that's something we just haven't seen yet. I mean, just remember, you know, I, I do like to say you want to be better as the preseason progresses and kind of peak uh, in, in those last couple preseason games. So we're at that point already with the shortened preseason, um, but. I do think the Magic are using, you know, Jamal Mosley said it. I think Josh Robbins of the Athletic made this made a really good point on this. The Magic are using these preseason games as an extension of training camp, of an extension of practice. And, and Mosley's essentially said that he wants these games to be like practice. So they're looking at the they're looking at specific things. They're trying to work on specific things. They're not necessarily going out there trying to win the game. And so, um, you know, again, it's not always what you want to hear. Um, but I do think that the Magic are really focused on doing certain things and doing certain things and seeing certain things in these minutes, in these games. And they're looking for kind of broad strokes rather than, rather than kind of seeing the specifics work out. Um, you know, they want to see if this Carter at the four can work out. It's something I do. I did want them to try. I want to see the three guard lineup again. I don't think we saw it enough on Monday's game. I'd love to see it again. Um, you, you want to just test these things out and get a feel for whether they can work or not before you build a final rotation. And I, I don't think the Magic have had a final rotation yet. Um, I was asked this question, I think, online on Twitter. Um, do, you, do, do I think the Magic will go 10 or 11 deep? I'm not sure they'll go that deep. But I do think what's really important, I think this is most important for a guy like Franz Wagner, um, I do think the Magic will settle on a rotation and they'll stick with it. This will not be a by-committee thing. You will not see the team tinkering and changing the lineup, You know, barring injury, of course. Um, tinkering and changing the lineup every single night or, or adjusting it for matchup. Um, I do think that we will see, um, I do think that we will see a, a consistent playing group out there 
once the game start to count, once the season begins. Um, Daniel Martinson asking, what's our ideal starting lineup? Um, you know, I think I, I think I mentioned this on yesterday's show, but I'll, I'll, I'll mention it again here. Um, the, the ideal starting lineup, Jalen Suggs, I think, is in there. I think Gary Harris is in there, whether you put them at the one or two, the two or three. They're both in there. I think Wendell Carter is certainly the center. And from there, it's a question of, you know, if Jonathan Isaac's healthy, Jonathan Isaac's starting. If Marco Fultz is healthy, it's probably Marco Fultz. It's probably Fultz, Suggs, Harris, Isaac, Carter. Um, with Fultz out, I think you get a little fuzzy. Um, uh, the way the Magic have used Jalen Suggs certainly suggests they're planning to start him at point guard. And that would mean putting Franz Wagner probably at the three or Chuma Okiki at the three, um, um, a, a, along with Gary Harris. Uh, 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 um, yeah, so it would be Suggs, Harris, uh, Wagner, Okiki. Or, or it would probably be both, actually. Wagner, Okiki, Carter. Um, if you're planning on moving Cole Anthony in the starting lineup, obviously that only leaves one one of them. I do think Chuma Okiki is a starter, and hopefully we see Chuma Okiki here real, real soon. Let's take a quick break before we dive a little bit deeper into where the Magic stand in their rebuild and the Eastern Conference and tell you a little bit about Sleeper. Like, look, fantasy basketball is not fun. I'm a basketball fan. I love basketball stats. I love trying to build my own team. I oh, I, I usually play either my team because I like building my own team or my GM on NBA 2K. We all want to be the GM, but something's just not right about fantasy basketball. It feels more like busy work than an actual uh, strategy game. There's no, really no choices to be made. If you're playing in one of those head-to-head leagues or, or even a rotisserie league, your lineup lock, your lineup is set every single day. It doesn't lock before the week. You're not making decisions. You're just going in there, seeing who's playing, putting in the players that are playing, and that's it. You know, Maybe there's some strategy, I guess, in deciding who to sign and pick off the waiver wire, but once your draft is over, you just kind of have to just log in every day to make sure that you're accumulating all the stats you can, uh, and that's it. There's no strategy. There's no thinking. There's no process to it. It's annoying, especially for someone like me that really loves just playing, really loves kind of the strategy of basketball. That's why Sleeper has changed the way fantasy basketball is played. It's called Game Pick, and it's only available on Sleeper. In Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count toward their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents and creating an actual strategy. You actually have to think about what you're doing. It's not just checking to see who's playing that day. The days of losing because your opponent's players simply had more scheduled games to play that week are over. The days of mindless daily busy work while playing fantasy basketball is over. That's the advantage of Game Picks. So whether you prefer Redraft, Keeper, or Dynasty Leagues, Game Picks has you covered. Sleeper cracked the fantasy basketball code if you play fantasy football. If you prefer building out a weekly strategy versus daily busy work, you're going to love Game Picks. Download the Sleeper app and start a league with your friends today. You will not be disappointed. And once again, I want to thank you all for making Locked On Magic your first listen every day. Reminder, if you're new to the show or we're a little bit further down on your list, we're so thankful that you listen to us at all. You can find us free and available on all platforms and subscribe to our channel on YouTube as well. Just search for Locked On Magic. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? 
Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Uh, let's get a speaker request from Chris Kovar. Chris, Chris, are you there? Chris, are you there? Hey, how's it going? Yeah. Sorry, that was me. What's up? How's it uh, going? Yeah. Good, good. Um, so yeah, I think um, you know you're talking about the Magic starting lineup, and obviously, I'm a Warriors fan, so I won't try to trash talk. The <laughs> Magic hey, we're not, we're not, we're, we're really not in the same league, so you know, oh, no worries. Yeah. Yeah, we're not in the same division, I think so. I, you know, I, uh, but yeah, when the Magic, you know, I was watching the NBA draft, and obviously I was kind of keeping an eye on Jalen Suggs for a lot of reasons because I thought, well, maybe the Warriors will, you know, pick him up, and obviously they went with Moses Moody and you know in a different direction. But tell you what, you know, the Magic, from what I've heard, and you know, obviously I don't keep up with them, but from what I've heard, and maybe giving a little bit more insight. They look like they have a good team this year. It looks like they kind of went a lot younger this year. Uh, I don't know if they have any better experience on that team whatsoever. They almost did like what the Chicago Bulls did uh, when they went and got Lonzo Ball, Alex Caruso, and um, oh, what's his name from the Spurs? DeMar DeRozan. They kind of revamped. And, yeah, DeMar DeRozan, thank you. And rebuilt the team. So – I don't know, like, do they did they bring any veteran presence in this year or no? Um, you know, so they they have they have a couple of veterans, and I actually just wrote about this on OrlandoMagicDaily.com about how the veterans are really embracing this this young team. Um, you know, they acquired Gary Harris at the they they acquired Gary Harris at the trade deadline in the Aaron Gordon trade. Um, they still have Terrence they still have Terrence Ross on the roster. They signed Robin Lopez um, as kind of a third center in case you know in, you know in case of injury in case Mobamba doesn't really work out. Um, so they, they have Michael Carter Williams still that, you know, surprisingly, you know, the magic have, I think a really solid group of veterans. I think they do have some guys who, who know how to play, um, you know, what they're lacking and, you know, big, dif- big difference with, with, from them with the bulls is they, they lack really established star quality. Like Zach Levine yeah, is an all-star Nikola Vucevic is an all-star. The guys, the magic are really relying to score are very, very young and very, very unproven players. Um, and, and that's, yeah. you know, I, I think. I think all the predictions that have the magic, you know, near the bottom of the Eastern conference are completely fair. Um, you know, I, I will say that I kind of agree with that. I think the magic are doing very, very hard work to temper expectations around here and, and not, you know, I don't think there's an expectation, you know, this, the, the season is not being judged by wins and losses. Um, you know, they want to, it really isn't. And I think like the, the other thing that you guys could dev- like definitely, um, like definitely keep in mind is, and I think this is something that's fair, even for like being a Warriors fan, you know, where we fell last year to like, you know, to the Grizzlies. I'm not going to say I was too upset about it, but then when I look at the Eastern conference, I don't see the magic 
Oh, it looks like we lost it. Really being a contender really right off the bat. I mean, first of all, you're done with the Bulls. You're done with the um, – you know, you guys are dealing with like a lot of. You guys are dealing with the Bucks too. So yeah, I, I mean, were, I, 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 I mean, I think the conference imbalance. Um, you know, I, I think that the conference imbalance is is narrowing a little bit. I, I think the big difference between the East and the West is in the East, the bad teams are really bad. Um, whereas the West, there are some there are some teams that end up at the bottom of the standings who are actually pretty good. Um, you know, like, yeah. you know, like. You know, oh, I mean, Oklahoma City and Houston are probably the only two teams that are really not thinking about the playoffs this year uh, in the Western Conference. Yeah, that, you know, thinking of those two teams, it really did confuse me because if you look like back when they had, you know, when the Magic, you know, when you look at like the Rockets and the and the Thunder, when they had like James Harden and Russell Westbrook and Serge Ibaka and Kevin Durant all on one team for the for the Thunder and they, they failed to win a championship. And I'm like, I'm not going to say it's going to be the same way with the magic. Like they're not going to waste the talent that they have, but my, my expectations for the magic, even though I'm a Warriors fan, yes, obviously, but you know, anybody who watches basketball, obviously will watch the magic every once in a while. But the thing that I don't expect out of them is, a whole lot. I mean, yeah, you got Jalen Suggs, probably a really, probably one of the best, best basketball players I've seen coming out of college. I mean, obviously, they didn't win a national championship. Uh, they lost to Baylor, but when I look at the Orlando Magic in a whole and what they've been through in like the last few years, I'm hoping that that some way, you know, that they they honestly can turn this around because they need to. They really. Um, not going to predict them to be in the playoffs anytime soon, but if I was to predict them to be one of the teams that rise from the Eastern Conference, probably. I don't know. I mean, the, yeah, know, there's, 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 I mean, I, I think, I mean, I think in just kind of thinking kind of long term on this, like they're, 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 the, the puzzle is still incomplete. Like, you know, I, I, I use this analogy all the time. Um, you know, the, the magic right now, you know, we see a couple puzzle pieces, but we don't know what the picture on the box looks like. And, and yeah, I feel exactly. like, and I feel like a lot of what this season is for the Magic is getting a, an idea of what the picture on the box looks like, and and, and figuring out okay, you know, Jalen Suggs is the is the central piece. You know, he's he's that first piece that we know we need. What else do we need to make this picture work? You know, is that Cole Anthony? Is that Chumo Kiki? Is you know, is that Wendell Carter? Is that Mo Bamba? Figuring out who who these got who who they're going to keep and and what this is ultimately going to look like. Um, is a big part of the season. And again, it's it's not about wins and losses. It's about, um, you know, at least this year. Um, it's not about wins and losses. It's about having yeah, an idea of what year, comes next. Yeah, and I think, you know, even being, you know, when you look at the Warriors even, and I don't want to get off on the Warriors because obviously this is about the magic, but, you know, for the Warriors, I think, you know, last year was a pretty good season, you know, even to to a degree. It wasn't a great season because obviously, you know, we lost to the Grizzlies, but then, hey, the Grizzlies got knocked out of the first round. So and, and that's a champ. And, and, and the Warriors are a team with championship yeah. level expectations. So yeah, even, even with the roster that they had. And, they, and, they, and they're expected, and I think the Warriors are expected to be in the playoffs, especially with Clay Thompson and Andre Iguodala both returning. Now, Andre Iguodala only signed a one year deal, and he said he's retiring after the season. So for me, being a Warriors fan, what should, and even a Magic fan, I'm not. If I'm a Magic fan, I'm not expecting anything else except 
hey, this is a rebuilding year. This, but for the Warriors, I mean, as a Warriors fan, I'm expecting my team to at least make the plays as a fifth yeah. or sixth seed, or even as as the first seed. Now, obviously, we have to deal with like you guys have to deal with Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Bucks that just came off a freaking NBA championship, which, by the way, which was crazy as ever, and it's going to be crazy. You guys have to deal with the Bucks. You guys have to deal with the Nets. I wouldn't say the Cavaliers are a threat anymore because y'all don't have to deal with LeBron James, thank God, because LeBron James with the Cavaliers was incredible. Don't get me wrong. But when I look even with the Knicks and who they signed, like, you know, Kimball Walker, I'm not expecting them with Kimball Walker and Derrick Rose to be that good. I'm just not – I'm not – my expectations for, for the Eastern Conference this year, there's not going to be a whole lot of teams. And like you said, unlike the Western Conference where, you know, you have – teams that are really bad that sneak get to the playoffs. The Eastern Conference is really just, it's like the New England Patriots with Tom Brady for the longest time. You, the Patriots were going to get in one way or another, and then everybody else was like, what? We're, look, we're the outside looking in. So do I expect the Eastern Conference to, to have some decent teams? Not in particular. Like that. That's just like Miles' opinion. I mean, the Celtics may, may be one of those teams, obviously, because they're a championship continue every year but i'm not you know i'm not expecting anything else but yeah yeah i mean, I mean and, and you know, like when you're competing at the highest levels eventually you're going to have to beat these really good teams i mean i think the magic i think the magic last year you know they they've been to the playoffs for two straight years they were first round fodder they were seven eight seed when they got to the trade deadline, obviously the team was struggling. They had a ton of injuries. They weren't they, they weren't able to be as competitive as they were. They kind of looked at the landscape. They saw, I think, a lot of these other teams starting to rise. They saw the Knicks coming. They saw the Hawks coming. They saw, the you know, frankly, the Bulls coming a little bit. Um, I think they looked at all that and said, are we going to be able to put together a team in the next, you know, our window to compete with Nikola Vucevic is probably another two, three years. Are we going to be able to put together a team that's going to be competitive enough to not just get into the first round, but to advance out of the first round. Um, I'm, I'm a big believer that, you know, you're not stuck as a franchise unless you have a way forward, unless you unless you can see a path forward. And, and for two years, we sat here and I sat here and said, the path forward is Aaron Gordon's development. The path forward is Aaron Gordon getting good enough that you can trade him for something, you know, for, for who knows what. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that didn't happen. Well, what, what, are, what are your thoughts? Because we're talking about the Eastern Conference. What are your thoughts? on the whole Ben Simmons deal in Philadelphia. I mean, that's been the biggest, you know, that's been the biggest thing that's really going on right now is Ben Simmons wants out of Philadelphia. Is there a particular reason why he wants out of Philly? Because it's kind of confusing me. I mean, yeah, he's not one of the best three-point shooters. We all know that Ben Simmons can shoot a three to save his life anyway. If he could, then congratulations. But it just seems like even Joel, Joel Embiid has moved on from him, like saying, hey, look, you know, they you know, the city's done. Now, is that is that true, or is it just like the whole Aaron Rodgers deal with Green Bay, where like they were saying, "Oh, he's done. He's going to get traded." Is it really that bad in Philadelphia right now? I will. I mean, I will direct you to our friends at Locked On Sixers for a better answer on this. From everything that I have read and everything that I understand, you know, Simmons yeah. is Simmons does does not want to be on the Sixers anymore, and he is preparing to sit out. You know, the the Sixers have already withheld the $8.25 million payment that they were, that they owed him on October 1st um, because he didn't report for training camp. Um, it, yeah, it, it's, it sounds like Simmons is, is, you know, he's playing, he's, he's staring down the Sixers and saying, 
trade me or I'm not showing up. And the Sixers are staring back and saying, don't, don't show up and we won't pay you. And, 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 you know, again, that just tanks his value. Um, you know, I think the Sixers have the cards because Simmons signed a full year extension. Um, and, and they're like, no, no, you signed a contract here. You may not like it, but this we're still a really good team. We still, we still believe we can compete for a championship with you. Um, you know, I think there's that there, I think there's some bad blood with some of the things that Doc Rivers said at the end of the season. Uh, and Simmons not feeling supported. Philadelphia is obviously a very tough town. Um, but obviously the, the Sixers haven't found a deal that they like. And, and they're frankly, they they have no impetus to trade him if it doesn't help them win a championship because you know, Joel Embiid, you know, again, you 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 experience this as a Warriors fan. When your championship yeah, window exactly. is open, when your championship window is open, when you've got one of the best players in the league, you got to win while they're there. The Magic had that with Dwight Howard. The Magic had a very tight they, window. They really yeah, the Magic had it like, like again, the Magic had a really tight window to win a championship with Dwight Howard. Once they made the finals in 09, once they, really honestly, once they got out of the first round in, uh, for the first time in, in 08, um, the championship window was open. And when it closed shut, you know, partly because LeBron went to Miami, the Magic panicked, made some bad moves. They got stuck and Dwight looked at the situation and said, I can't win here. They're not going to be able to get me a winning team. I need to go somewhere where I can win. Um, the Sixers are in that same boat. Joel Embiid should be winning championships, should be competing for championships. And so I, I agree. I think Philadelphia is absolutely right to make sure they're in a position to still win a championship and try and get yeah, as exactly. much as they can for Ben Simmons in that case, or to play with Ben Simmons. Cause you know, Simmons is still a really good player. It sounds like, you know, he really is. I, I'll commend him for his talent, but, but you know, you, you brought up Dwight Howard on the magic. I feel like, you know, they kind of wasted his talent. I mean, look at what he did with the Lakers. He, you know, he won a championship with the Lakers. But that was, I mean, that that, that that was that was as a ba- that was as a backup though. I mean, the, the the thing with Dwight after he left Orlando was his back was really messed up and he tried to play through it. He tried to play through it in that first thing with the Lakers. It was disastrous. You know, he went to Houston, had a really good run in Houston. People forget how good he was with the Rockets. Um, you know, he had he still had some very good he had a, he had at least two good years with the Rockets. Um, but but injuries you know, Dwight Howard was a tank who could not be stopped for nearly for, for eight, nine years in Orlando. Uh, and then he had a back injury that, you know, again, that was, that, that, that was not handled properly by either side. I don't think Dwight handled it well. I don't think the magic handled it well, to be frank. And I don't think the Lakers handled it, handled it well when he got, got to Los Angeles. Um, and that really derailed, you know, what is a surefire hall of fame career. Um, Chris, I got to get, I got to get to some other people though. Uh, thanks. Thanks for popping in. Let's take another quick break here so I can tell you a little bit about betonline.ag. BetOnline is back and better than ever. All eyes now on the gridiron as teams are back on the on the field for another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this year. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Today's podcast is also brought to you by pals at Bet at, uh, at Built Bar. Excuse me, the Bet Online Dad usually comes second. Uh, at Built Bar. They have so many delicious flavors. Uh, if you're, it's the protein bar for really the non-protein bar person. It, the flavors taste great. They taste exactly like what they say on the box. So whether you're getting a fruity flavor like Cherry Barcia or 
getting a savory, chocolatey flavor like German chocolate or cookies and cream, my, my two favorites, honestly, you know you're getting a tasty bar that is not just good tasting, but good for you. If you're looking for that little extra boost of protein, Built Bars come with 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. It's really a guilt-free snack. Built Bars, the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team, so all the gold medals at the Tokyo Olympics were powered by Built Bar. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Before we close the show today, I want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic your first listen every day. I know you're starting to get back into your basketball routines, and we at Locked On Magic are so glad to be part of that routine. We'll be back Monday, of course, with our next episode of Locked On Magic, where we'll recap the Magic's game against the San Antonio Spurs. So you have that to look forward to over the weekend. Now, make sure you add Locked On Fantasy Basketball into your regular rotation as your second listen. Josh Lloyd hosts the number one daily fantasy basketball show on the planet. It's free and available on all platforms, as well as also available on YouTube. So subscribe today. Appreciate it. Um, thank, thanks, everyone, uh, for your questions and your comments. I'm going to go ahead and, and get to some of those now. If you have a speaker request, you can go ahead and make it here on Spotify Greenroom. If you're on YouTube, leave your you can leave a comment as well. Uh, I'm happy to answer your, question, your questions there. So a lot of talk about the Orlando Magic starting lineup and the ideal starting lineup. Um, Roth Henry suggests everyone healthy. He goes with Fultz, Suggs, Chuma, J.I. Carter. I think that's a really good lineup. I, I would say I'd like to see Gary Harris in there just for some veteran leadership. Um, you know, again, a lot of that is dependent on Gary Harris being able to hit three-pointers consistently, but Harris is a really good defender. I think we saw that, especially in the game against the uh, Celtics. Um, he struggled a little bit with Mikhail Alexander-Walker, but I think he was also switched on to him um, after Alexander-Walker really got into a rhythm and really got going. But I, I, I'm a big Gary Harris fan. I'm really excited to see what he looks like and what he does. You know, I think, I think you know, he looks healthier than he's ever looked. But again, if, if he can hit that outside shot, he becomes a, a really, really valuable player. So I do think Gary Harris is ultimately in the starting lineup. Uh, Henry added a little bit later, uh, we should get Suggs in the pick and roll more, get him going downhill. Pick and roll will be a weapon for Suggs since he's also a good passer. I agree completely with that too. I don't think we've seen a lot of pick and roll with Jalen Suggs quite yet. And, and I do think that is something that either the Magic are saving for the regular season or, or something that they just are trying are, are not taking a look at at this point. Um, it is It would be important to get him some pick and roll chemistry with Wendell Carter, with Mobamba, with whoever he's playing with as well. Um, Daniel Mortensen with the idea here. I think this preseason is trying to put our guys in uncomfortable situations and see what happens. Um, would not surprise me if that is part of the strategy for the Orlando Magic. Again, um, you know, Jamal Mosley has said that he wants his, his preseason games to be like training camp, to be an extension of their practice and an extension of training camp. So he's probably looking to put them in situations that he'd look at in practice right now. He's not looking to build, you know, consistent rotations. He's not looking to build, uh, you know, what, what the team is going to look like in the regular season. He wants to see them play the same way. He wants to see them play with the same principles and the same ideas uh, that, that, that he's preaching in practice. Um, but I don't think, again, we're seeing kind of the consistency from the lineups that we'll see when the regular season begins. I'd love to see a dress rehearsal. Uh, you know, I think a lot of coaches, back when they used to do six preseason games, a lot of coaches would use that penultimate game as a dress rehearsal 
with the four preseason games, I think more coaches are starting to do, do things the way that Jamal Mosley has been doing them, you know, rest guys throughout, keep everyone fresh, you know, work on specific things. Uh, you know, again, they're looking at these preseason games in a much different way than we are as the media, as fans. A lot of us, I think are, you know, this is our only public viewing of these teams, of these teams and of the way they're going to play. So um, I do think what we'll see when the regular season begins will be quite different than what we're seeing right now. Again, not necessarily stylistically. The Magic are doing a really good job, I think, pushing the pace. That was actually one of the problems in Wednesday's game was the Magic weren't pushing the pace. It was a very low-paced game on Wednesday, and I think that, that favored the Pelicans. The Pelicans were a very slow, a low-paced team last year. Um, the Magic want to be a high-paced team. They had 101 possessions, I think, um, in the game against the Celtics. Uh, last season, in total, they were at like 99-7 or, or like 100. It's almost a full possession faster, which doesn't sound like a lot, um, but one possession per 48 minutes is 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 a pretty significant jump um over over you know over over a previous season. Um so uh, I do think the Magic are trying to play with a lot more pace, they're trying to push the ball up the court. Um there's definitely a lot of focus on ball pressure uh, and a lot more a lot more focus on trapping as well defensively. So I, I think we are seeing a, a team that is trying to kind of manufacture energy and use their energy to beat teams. And, and again, that might be a reason why the Magic ultimately do go much deeper into their bench just to keep guys fresh. Um, as Raph Henry says, RJ should be seeing more time. Um, I think I think he should be too. I've been really impressed with how he's played. He still needs to kind of get himself a little bit under control in transition. Um, yes, he had the flat tire last night, uh, but um, but he's still kind of like going a little wild to the rim in, in, in the half court. So I think he still needs to kind of slow the game down. But his shot looks significantly improved. It looked that way in summer league. It still looks that way today. Um, if he's able to hit from the outside, uh, that's going to be a really interesting development for him. And honestly, I think that was one of the more interesting developments from the Magic's uh, game against Monday was how good the Magic were shooting threes. Um, they were not as good, obviously, Wednesday night. And so we're, we still don't quite know what this team's philosophy is about shooting threes. They had, I think, 42 uh, on Monday. I think they were at like 31 on Wednesday. And again, much lower pace game on Wednesday. But um, nonetheless, I do think it'll be interesting to see the Magic's relationship to the three-point line. Even though they don't have a lot of great shooters, um, I think they still want to play a certain style and and not necessarily play to a number, not have a target three-point number, but they want to give guys the green light to shoot threes, and, and, and I think that is that is really, really important. Kind of continuing to go through the comments again, feel free to continue leaving comments in the Spotify Green Room or on YouTube, or if you're on Spotify Green Room, you can go ahead and make a speaker request as well. Uh, Stephen Keller uh, writes... Love the energy. Definitely saw good things early in both games. Cole doing some good things, trying too hard at moments. Bamba looking much better, better hands. I agree with Bamba. I think Bamba has looked a lot better. I think defensively, he's still maybe a half step slow. Um, you know, again, that's just kind of recognition and, and knowing where to be in the right spots. I was really interested in how he played last night going up against Jonas Valanciunas. And I think physically he handled himself pretty well. It was just a little bit late. Typically when guys foul, the way that Bombo was fouling, especially, it's because they're late. It's because they're late to their spots. They're late to where they need to be to, to stop or contest a shot. Um, it, it, it's it, it's definitely a, a it was definitely a huge problem. Uh, Daniel Mortensen bringing up the point here that we go under too many screens. I agree with that. I think that was partially a strategy or a look the Magic were giving on Wednesday. I don't think they'll typically go under screens. Um, they I've uh, on Monday's game they went over a lot of screens. Wednesday, they definitely went way under screens. Um, it was not effective. Um, you know, I think a couple, I think Wendell Carter said it after the game that, uh, you know, they kind of didn't know their personnel or they didn't stick to their personnel books. Or, you know, they're probably not so focused on the other team right now. 
Um, but they definitely lost some personnel and, and made some mistakes with whether whether to go over or under screen. So I completely agree with that. Um, Ralph Henry notes something that I I agree with here. The only issue on defense I'm having is giving up threes. We need to get a handle on that. I agree completely with that. I think the Magic, I think the Magic's defensive strategy right now, um, and I think this is going to be the case, is they want to put pressure. If you get in the paint, they're going to collapse. They're going to put two guys two guys to the ball, really make it hard for you to kick out. Um, they're, I think they're trying to prevent clean passes to the outside. Um, but what that also means is the weak side defender has to be in the right spot and has to be able to get back to the three-point line very, very quickly. If they, they do get a clean pass out, if they are able to get out before the trap comes. Um, and so I agree, the Magic have given up a lot of open threes in the early part of the preseason and in the early part of the season here. Um, that is a bit of a concern. I don't know if it's because they're working on something specifically or whether that is part of their defensive strategy and something that they're just going to be willing to give up right now to try and create some turnovers, create some pressure, uh, and bank on being able to create enough pressure to slow down a pass back out to the perimeter or you know cause the defender to fumble it so they can get back out there and, and defend the three-point line and close out really, really well. Um, most defensive coaches are big on closeouts and, and big on technique with closeouts, so I think that is definitely something on the table as well. Um, we're coming up here. Uh, it's a little bit past six o'clock here on the East Coast. Um, if you, uh, we'll, we'll close up shop here shortly. But if you have any questions, be sure to uh, leave them. You can leave them if you're watching on YouTube in the chat. I am monitoring the chat from here. Um, you can also, if you're on Spotify Green Room, obviously we're going through the chat room here as well. But you can also make a speaker request if you have a question as well. We are officially less than two weeks away from the start of the regular season. So I'll tell you a little bit about what we have planned here on Locked On Magic. Um, we will be doing uh, some pregame shows. We did one yesterday um, when I'm available. Um, so Wednesdays and Thursdays on road games, especially. Uh, we will do. We will probably do pregame shows. Talk a little bit about the upcoming game for special games. Perhaps we'll do some postgame shows as well. Do some live stuff. So with the with the integration of the YouTube channel and Locked On Magic, we'll be doing a lot more live stuff. So definitely feel free to save your questions and interact with us here on the show. I do want more direct interaction this year, and that's. One of the great things about the about having a YouTube channel as well is having access to Spotify Green Room here as well. Um, we'll also be doing the Spotify Green Rooms, these these weekly kind of kind of chats as well. Um, I'm hoping to make them fairly regularly on Thursday. Of course, I'm going to break that today and say that we will not be doing one next Thursday um, or next week at all. Uh, so we will be doing these kind of live mailbags and live chats as well. Again, my, one of my big goals for this season on Locked on Magic is to have more integration with you, the audience. Um, obviously, I'm a solo podcaster. I drone on. I talk a lot. I pontificate. You know, I, you know, I, I, I'm alone here. I want to hear more from you guys. I want to include you guys in the show a whole lot more this year. So please, so, you know, expect to see a lot of these Spotify green rooms. We'll try and make them at a regular time. I'm sorry. I had to make a late time change today. Uh, after, after I announced it was going to be at five, we made it at five 30. Um, so we will do a lot more of these. We'll interact a whole lot more. I want I, you know, I get my best ideas for what to talk about from you guys. Um, I crowdsource a lot. I'm on the magic subreddit. Shout out to the magic subreddit. Um, I, you know, I, I read all the comments. I read every tweet, every tweet mention that comes to me. Um, I'm, I'm here to help. I'm here to answer your questions as much as I can. And if I don't have a good answer, or you bring them an interesting point, I'm going to go explore it. Um, so I crowdsource a ton. You guys are my inspiration. Um, and I do think Magic fans are some of the best uh, in the league, um, sleeping giants, if you will, uh, for waiting for this team to, to be back on top. Um, seeing that there are no more comments or no more speaker requests in, unless someone wants to jump in at the last second, we'll close up shop today. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at philiprr_omd. 
You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic. And of course, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, tune in Himway, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places you'll know podcasts to your podcast enabled listening device. You can always, again, follow me as well on Twitter at OmagicDaily. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can also now watch our show on YouTube if that's how you choose to consume your podcast. You can do so on YouTube. Just search for Locked On Magic. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. We'll be back again Monday for another episode of Locked On Magic. We'll recap the Magic's home preseason opener against the San Antonio Spurs. But until next time, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman. I'll see you all again for another episode of Locked On Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.